Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <laughs> the World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to... This is the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance episode 594. It is Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. Hey, Scott. It's a big day. It's a big, 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 big day. Unless yeah. you're a WoW fan, it's kind of quiet. Digging yourself uh, out of a pile, giant pile of cards, sort of. I have about 17,000 tabs open right now. Oh, my uh, Lord. Trying to figure out everything that just happened to Hearthstone. Uh, uh, a good chunk of it I knew was coming. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a patch that literally just went live, which is a surprise to even me. Yeah. Everyone's a little surprised by this patch. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with what's going on in the world. We'll find out and talk about all of that stuff in detail uh, a little later in the show. Also, uh, fun times in uh, Warzone the other day. That was a great time. I enjoyed that. Oh, my God. Let's do that again sometime should play before that. the Hearthstone expansion comes out and consumes my life. Yes, we, should, pl- we should play that uh, frequently. It's very fun. Uh, also with us, of course, Patrick uh, from France, but probably in Helsinki. Is that where you're at? Or in um, Helsinki? Uh, cl- yeah, not too far. I'm in Finland, and uh, I have absolutely nothing to contribute to the show today. Uh, <laughs> so I, I imagine you asked me on for my good looks, which are a great asset in podcasting. Honestly, so, yes. L- that's the truth. You know, there there is a certain breed of nerd on the internet that uh, completely underestimates the power of a reaction man on a on content. Okay, oh, like it you. is a a bit, and I'm not saying that's what you always are. It sounds like that might be what you are today. <laughs> but I I play that role frequently on podcasts, and it's very helpful. Yeah, because you need it. Means it. Sometimes you ask the questions that a lot of people actually want to ask, but are afraid of a jerk on Reddit telling them it's a dumb question. Yeah. Plus, I need no. to hear Patrick's well, I, reasonable responses to things that I won't be reasonable about. I like that. I, <laughs> I will <laughs> do my best to provide you with the best reactions. I have the best reactions. Yes, Everyone the says best. So. Everyone says so. Oh. I've heard it before. Yes. Uh, all right. It's so familiar the way you said that. Anyway, hey, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're glad to be here. Let's get right into it because we got a lot to cover and a short amount of time to do it. Before we get any deeper into the show, I wanted to mention this um, during this COVID-19 sort of uh, self, hopefully mostly self-regulating stay at home sort of thing we're all doing. Um, I was always I was curious in the very beginning what Blizzard's response to this would be, how they would handle things with their employees, how they'd handle things with their players. And I just wanted to read their tweet real quick before we get on to uh, all things, everything else in the show today. Uh, We won't spend a ton of time with this, but. This is what they said on the 14th. To protect the health and safety of our employees, we are implementing work from home policies for our Irvine and Austin offices. Those in other, or so sorry, those who are in our other offices around the world have been working uh, or will be from working from home as directed by local governments and health authorities. We will continue to pay our on-site vendors and contractors while this work from home policy is in place. And our game teams will work to provide the best experiences we can for players during this challenging time. 
So they don't get into too many details about are the server dudes at home or are they at the, you know, at the server farms trying to make sure everything's up or like, who knows, but it sounds like responsible, uh, you know, a responsible reaction to what we're all having to deal with. And, and I'm glad to hear that they're, uh, being proactive about letting us know what their policies are. Cause I think those are good. I probably, I, I guess I didn't expect much different, but, um, it is nice to know that they're seemingly doing the right thing in the face of all this. So that seems good. Uh, thoughts, comments, feelings. No, I mean, no. they're doing what everyone else is doing. It's nice that they thought of the, uh, insight onsite vendors, mm-hmm. um, forget to mention them in that, uh, piece of communication, but yeah, it, it seems every company, um, well, I guess the ones we're hearing of are doing this kind of thing. So that's positive. When they that's say the when they say on-site vendors, they mean like, um, I don't know, what do they actually mean when they say oh, that? Oh, what, what I understand what I understand this as is uh, the people who do the food and uh, these kinds of things on the... Yeah, like we have site. a Starbucks on campus and a cafeteria. Yeah. And- oh, right, right, right. Okay, you know, that makes sense. I, I wasn't even thinking of it that way. In my head, I was thinking... Oh, this would be like the security guys. Well, maybe it is still probably some security guys there at the at the building. Like some of that stuff probably is part of this. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, a lot of time vendors just means like third party that are you know on site. Uh, right. So it could be, yeah, if they're if their security is outsourced, that would make a lot of sense. I'm glad they're taking care of stuff. That makes me feel good about the company, and also that's what everybody should be doing: take care of each other. It's a weird time. Uh, I hope everyone listening to this is both uh, enjoying what we're doing. And also staying safe and healthy. Uh, all right. World of Warcraft, very quiet. There's not a lot happening in terms of uh, anything new. We're not getting a lot of new announcements. We did talk a little bit about some of the classic updates that happened. We talked about that last week at length, so we don't need to do that again. So what I thought we'd do today instead is answer some questions. I put out a call yesterday for people to send in their quick questions for the show. And I think some of these might be fun. One of them in particular is I think Garrett's going to enjoy uh, here's this one from Thomas G. Uh, and by the way, the simpler way to do this now, you can still use an email. It's no problem. The instance at gmail.com is fine. But if you would rather do like a single click message send that doesn't take your email address or any other personal info and just as a simple quick form, if you go to the website, theinstance.net, there is a form built right into the homepage and you literally just give me a nickname, real or fake, it doesn't matter, a uh, quick comment or question and bam, I have it. Uh, and it's it's going to make things a lot faster for a lot of people, I think. So still can use the email if you want. Not a problem. Um, they all end up in the same bucket for me. But the uh, this other method is is a good way to get, uh, get with us quick and say something you want to say fast. Anyway, Thomas G. wrote in says, simple question. Do you enjoy running Mythic Plus Dungeons? So, Garrett, I'm going to throw this to you because of all of us right now, if anybody's doing any kind of dungeon running or, you know, certainly raiding, it's you. Um but the Mythic Plus stuff, I guess I've never really gotten your temperature on this. I know you like running dungeons, your favorite mechanic in the game. you said that many times. But does it stop right before you got to start putting a stone in the thing and hoping for <laughs> hoping for dear life that you're going to make it through the next run? Or uh, do you like what they're doing with Mythic Plus? Uh, I love it. Uh, that isn't to say that I am doing it regularly at the moment. I'm finding it difficult to fit into my multi-blizzard game playing life right now Mm. uh that's mostly because i'm still playing catch up on horrific visions because i can only i I can't play them as much as my 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 wow brothers and sisters um so that has kind of taken the place at least the moment of dungeon running for me 
Uh, and it really just comes down to I can go run a Horrific Visions whenever is convenient for me, whereas I need to actually go get a group together for Mythic Plus. Um, but all that said, I really like Mythic Plus. Hmm. Um, it has kind of brought the... It has really made dungeon running uh, and the, and doing it over and over again a lot less boring, I think, over, overall, as someone who used to just run normalized dungeons over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and also, uh, I think it is one of the best esports out there. I really like MDI, um, and I cannot, I, like, I do not get Arena at all. Mm. Um, when MDI finally started up, I was like, why did it take us this long to come up with uh, an esport that is the way a lot more people play world of warcraft than arena um it appeals to uh, people is- outside like if you're watching arena it's because you like arena already i think and yes yeah that's, absolutely this dungeon and thing anybody like- can watch it you don't have to be a, a pro at running a dungeon to appreciate what they're doing it feels like it's a little more universal uh yeah without getting into nitty-gritty and and probably uh, possibly making more arena fans angry than i probably already have with my uh quick quick statements here <laughs> but yeah um, I, I really, truly love Mythic Plus uh, and kind of miss it at the moment because I'm not doing it right now. But sure. it's just because I'm still playing a lot of heroes in Hearthstone and World of Warcraft. So uh, I have to pick my battles. Well, Patrick, as a general, I mean, as a concept, you like Mythic Plus, but neither you or I are really doing anything in there with it. No, I'm know? not. I mean, it's, it's I think the, the concept, if you put it super simply, the concept of Mythic Plus is like, dungeon uh, uh, raid for three people for five people so an easier to to put together raid but it's still fairly involved and it doesn't really fit my uh, lifestyle at the moment mm-hmm. meaning having a child and all of that so um yeah I, I i think i ran maybe one or two mythic pluses in, in since the feature launched so um yeah. You're already running uh you're running life within a fix to make it more difficult currently. <laughs> you don't you don't need to necessarily do well, that in your dungeon. I guess now at this point we have uh, a couple of, of affixes. Uh everyone has at least one, uh and we the people with children have a couple. Yeah, and in theory, like one of the I hope they have da- I I don't know if they'll share data. I'm sure they'll have data from this, but when when this finally ends we don't know a lot about any of that right now but when it does i would love to see blizzard's data on what i will assume will be an uptick of play in world of warcraft that more people because they're forced to be home will take even if they're working will take that lunch break and play wow instead of sitting in the break room uh or just more people in general because i'm not going out you know what i mean like i would assume those numbers go up i don't know if subs go up but i would be curious about traffic and they haven't really said yet too early, maybe. Um, well, the the anecdotal information we have is that all of it is going up. You know, Discord crashed. Uh, Italy had a seventy percent increase in uh, ISP. You know, the broadband, the 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 bandwidth used, yeah. uh, mostly because of video game patches from Fortnite and Warzone and all of those. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, every there are a few companies that are. Uh, doing pretty well right now and it's the things you can do at home like games and netflix and that kind of thing so sure yeah um and i imagine that uh with the the hearthstone thing happening now uh which we'll talk about later and they're teasing a new hero in overwatch which we can talk about later as well um you know blizzard is going to benefit from that as well yeah i mean benefit is a weird way of saying it it, is a weird way of saying it right like i 
it's hard to see any of it as silver linings, but in a way it kind of is. I'm glad that, you know, we live in this really magical time where the three of us can sit here, you're clear across the ocean and yet we're still able to produce content and that's amazing and it's great. Um, I know that there are people who, uh, can't do what they normally do today and it sucks. And I really feel for those people. So what we hope we're doing, this is a whole separate thing. And I meant to say this in kind of a pre-show thing, but, uh, I hope the fact that the instance continues on regardless of lack of content from blizzard or or whatever it may be um we're gonna still be here and we're gonna still be uh, this voice that you're used to and that that you want to hear and we hope we can bring some laughs and some fun and a reminder about uh you know that we're kind of a community and we're sort of in this together and and um yeah without without sounding any dumber than that or any more maudlin than that i just hope people are getting something out of us getting together today and hanging out and talking I, I think of all the possible times for this to be happening, I mean, if it was another time, it, it might not be happening because we wouldn't be traveling as much, but setting that aside, uh, and certainly there are some people who are going to be in, in very difficult situations because of this, and I don't want to diminish that. But for many of us, uh, it's, it's probably going to be much less of a deal than any other major world crisis uh, the world has ever seen because... I saw something on, on um, um, Instagram or Twitter. Someone was saying, our grandparents were being called to war and we're being called to sit on a couch. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, with all the caveats that you can imagine, um, yeah, we have games, we have Netflix, we have Scott Johnson to do podcasts to uh, entertain us a little bit. So mm. um, I've been prefacing be a lot of excitement about video games with, uh, to put this in a kind of cold fashion that <laughs> the littles kind of the severity of the what we're what we're facing right now, mm. um, I have never wanted the distraction of video games more in my life. Yeah, uh, I'm really stoked about all this, and like I'm even more excited for this kind of stuff than usual uh, because I am the kind of person that tends to get anxious about these sort of things. Mm-hmm. And the so nice the I'm nice really thing about it about is we have there there are less of a hobby now and more of a i mean they're a true escape for me like they're a chance for me to actually go into a place that i really like and not avoid reality but just to be reminded that we've come a long way like if dude if i was in my eight my late teens in the in the 80s late 80s okay let's say i'm 17 18 years old and this was all happening what would i have my nes maybe uh which would already be pretty Pretty dope. <laughs> it would be pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to like what your parents had, like what did they have? Like sticks and rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, books and and stuff. What are we? Eight people. Eight books. I, so they had books, paper. sticks, sticks, rocks, yeah. and books. That's what they had. So yeah, I do. Uh, I do wish I was able to procure a project car before this insanity hit. Because oh. boy, I would like to go out to the garage and tinker on something right now. Yeah, Anyways, imagine uh, that. Side thoughts. That's a cool <laughs> idea. That's why I bought some clay and a bunch of tools. I actually bought it before all this mm. happened, but I think I'm actually going to sculpt something. I need to go unearth again. my sketching supplies. I haven't like drawn in forever. Yeah, that'd be great. Might, might be a good time to do yeah. it. Uh, but it looks like I'm about to just spend the rest of my life playing Hearthstone. So <laughs> I was going to say, there's plenty of Hearthstone stuff going on. All right, let's move on to this question from Doctor Strange. Interesting. The actual bona fide superhero getting with us here. This yeah, is so his. nice of him to uh, take a moment from figuring out the one reality where we actually survive this bullshit. <laughs> the one and, uh... email is what we're getting here. The one email. 
Um, maybe maybe we're already in it, so he's just chilling. He's fine. He's, could like, be. Oh, he's relaxed because yeah, he knows we're all going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dr. Strange. Uh, very good, on. Dr. Stephen Strange. Okay, he says this. May uh, My last question involved the casting of Arthas, something we talked about uh, last week. Sticking to the Blizzard-making visual entertainment space, what storylines from your favorite work, uh, Blizzard games, past or present, would you like to see translated to the small or large screen? Thanks for everything you all do, and I hope nothing but safety and health for your families as well. Dr. Strange, a.k.a. Colin from South Carolina. So uh, I'll answer this first. I would want, I want a uh, full-blown StarCraft film. TV show's fine, whatever. I want like hardcore space marine, Zerg infestation, Protoss weirdness movie. Like more than any of the rest of it. I might have said Warcraft before we got the Warcraft movie. Not that they stuck the landing and made it great or anything, (laughs) but I feel like we need some space between ourselves and that 2016 effort. Uh, So I, for me anyway, and I'm not sure they would go here first anyway, like maybe even Diablo would get something before this would. In fact, probably is if if that animation rumor is true. Um, But for me, it would be Starcraft. And it could even be, give me the straight up Jim Rayner thing. That's fine. I like space trucking. I like space pirates. I like that Terran point of view, which is what you'd probably have to give general audiences anyway to get them to enjoy it. You can't really tell the story from the Protoss point of view, but you know, I, I think there's a ton there and with the right budget, special effects and flashiness, that thing could be really something. It could be the 40 K movie I never got. So that would be my answer. Uh, Garrett, do you want this? Do you want the story of Bob, the bartender and how he gives you cards and hopes you're going to win? Now as interested in that as I would be, I just second everything that just <laughs> shot out of your mouth. Um, I really want a Starcraft fiction, like in motion, whether it's, you know, a, yeah, TV series or a movie, I don't care. Um, I would really like to see like a prequel, like about like what was going on with like the Terran. I think there was like some civil war going on back when like Rainer met Tychus. Mm. I would love to see that story, like centering it around kind of the Heaven's Devils novel time period. Now there'd be a lot less alien shenanigans going on, which I would also very much like to see. But I really like Space Rednecks. Like that is one of my all time favorite things. Yeah. And there's not enough of it right now. We get a little bit of it in the expanse, uh, but not as much as I would like. I would like an entire show about space rednecks. I agree. It's my favorite sub space. It's my favorite space subgenre. Type of redneck. <laughs> I just like space truckers. I like haulers. I like, um, you know, it, even you know, it kind of dips its toe into Western tropes. Certainly, StarCraft does. I mean, Jim Rayner and Tychus and their whole thing—they're just like cowboys, and. uh I love that crossover. So they would they would want to go deep into that and uh, bring in all the other weirdness, bring in all the other sci-fi. What I don't want is a... The, the problem with 40K is you don't get a lot of that space trucker vibe. It's mostly, I don't know, it's more like space priest and paladin vibe. And that's cool in its own way. But I really like Blizzard's take. I think that would be really neat. Um, I don't know who would direct it or who would make it or how it would work, but I would be, I'd be all in. Patrick, let me guess. You want a... Um, you want a fantasy VR simulator, but just you and Diva all weekend long. Uh, I think those already exist. Oh, um, but <laughs> oh, hey, can I, you tell me the link? Where do I go to? Yeah, where do you this? get that? Where do you, you find? You don't want to know. Oh, you do not no. want to know. That's okay. what I thought. Um, okay, but I would rather spend my weekend with Reinhardt. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm get, sure I, it can be arranged. You know what he says in those situations? He says, "Get behind me." So if you're okay with that, then yes. <laughs> 
As long as and, I don't uh, have to get, get also, in front of him. Yeah. yeah. He fun. also says uh, this will hurt in the morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, so the, wow. the, the thing is, we are going to get uh, Overwatch and Diablo, it seems, uh, or it's pretty much been confirmed, and Diablo products from yeah. Netflix. Right. So that's settled. Putting that aside, StarCraft is obviously a really great one. Um, I, I going back to Warcraft, I think the uh, Arthas is obviously the quintessential Warcraft story. It it kind of writes itself almost. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I would really like to see is the story of Illidan. Um, it is super long. It is complex. It takes turns and the retcon that they did with uh, with uh, 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 Outland. The, what's the name of that expansion? Uh, the, 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 uh, uh, t t Burning the Crusade. If we try not there to think go. about oh, it. Oh, Legion. 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 Got Legion. It. Legion. Okay. Um, the <laughs> retcon they did with uh, Illidan, the book, and, and the things that happened in Legion are so satisfying. Like, it's almost uh, just Wedon-esque mm. in its uh, subverting expectations. And it's so strong, the ending with, uh, you know, the, I, I am my scars. Like, it's emotionally incredibly resonant. Mm. And I would love to see if someone could make that work in um, TV or it would need to be a series. Maybe. The, 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 the problem there is, is you then need to bring the Titans and just go full fight a god anime mm. uh, after a really great, like, grounded uh, crescendo of I Am My Scars. And I'm, I'd be curious to see a, yeah. uh, a show or movie stick that landing. I think maybe 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, maybe that's difficult to do. But in the world we live in today where, you know, we see freaking Marvel superheroes <laughs> work in a world that seems to make sense. Yeah. And DC get, is getting its attack together and we're seeing a lot of those. So I would say maybe it can work. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think it could work. And uh, we were just remarking about this the other day because during this quarantine, we spent a lot of time watching Marvel movies. Again, what was us, right? And uh, we got, I don't know, up to Winter Soldier or something. And I just turned to my wife and I said, how are they doing this? Like, why is that cool? He used to be so freaking silly. Just dumb uh, shield on his back. Back in the day, we didn't know how to make that look right. If, in cartoons, even, it was kind of bad. Wings on his head. Like, what are we even doing? And now it's because one of the they... most badass movies ever made. It's so good. Oh, they found ways to challenge him, which is something they struggle with with Superman a lot. Yeah, it's just really great. I think great. it's more than that. It's not. It's not just the the way they write, um, like they they define the character. It's the world building, which I think is what would give us hope in the eventuality of possibly having something that looks decent with the silly things like Titans and, mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's just crazy how they made it work. It's like. So, so here's my biggest problem, actually, with the, with the Warcraft movie. It isn't that it's just, you know, objectively terrible or something. It's that I know what they could have done in light of these other things that we see in entertainment. And we see them pull that stuff off. And then you watch Warcraft and you see how careful everybody seemed to be. And, and overly careful and not taking any risks and not really letting it all hang out in the way that the games do. That was a mistake. Dialing that stuff back is a mistake. There are a couple of things I really like about that movie. Mostly it's about orc design and stuff. Uh, but 
they just didn't go all the way. If they just would let them go all the way, I think that movie could have been extra special. We could be on our way to an Arthas arc story coming up. Like they could have built a Blizzard a cinematic universe kind of uh, or the starts of it. And instead we got something kind of mediocre and a little half-assed and a little uh, unwilling to take any risks. And as a result, it just kind of didn't go anywhere. And we're probably not going to see anything for a while. So my my hope would be no matter what they do moving forward, including these projects we already know about, these Netflix deals, that they really lean into it, that they don't get too precious about their own IP when it comes to Blizzard's side, and that the filmmakers uh, like Imagine Entertainment don't get too hardcore about, well, what's going to be the best for this demographic? Like, don't get too many suits in there. Let the creatives do their thing. We know this stuff can be done, and we also know how you know, catastrophic it can be if you don't let the right creative people do it. I. I think the issue of, well, there are several issues with the WoW movie, but I think the issue is not that there weren't enough creatives. They they fought the suits to get someone who knew what the vision for the game was, what the source material was, and they were in control of a lot of it. Um, they, they rejected uh, Sam Raimi's script because they felt it wasn't, you know, good enough to, it, it didn't respect the original material enough. So, I mean, obviously it didn't turn out good, well enough for what we would have wanted, but I don't think the, the, the suits were the issue. I think maybe, I'm not saying that uh, Sam Raimi's version would have been better. Actually, I don't love Spider uh, his Spider-Man, so yeah. sue me, but... Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I won't sue you, you just better not say a word against Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Evil Dead. I mean, that was my childhood. So. Oh, thank uh, God we can still be friends. His childhood, your childhood <laughs> was Evil Dead. I love that. That's Obviously, a... yes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just. Uh, I don't know that lack of creative vision was the issue, actually, with Warcraft. Yeah, uh, the, 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 here, yeah. here. Uh, since, we're, since we're on the subject, let me, let me tell you this. You know how, both of you, mm. you know how you watch the, you remember when the Lord of the Rings trilogy came out? Yeah. The, 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 you know, you watch that, you're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrick, you like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, yes? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, some things, some parts could be, yes, but, yes. Okay, but we're not here. We're not here for nitty gritty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the sake of uh, book ending this. All right. You so you, the, the, everyone remembers Lord of the Rings tri- trilogy comes out. It's amazing. It wins all the Academy Awards. We just all agree it was the best thing ever. And then you, you remember you, you went and watched The Hobbit and you're like, wow, this. A is not the characters I give the most shits about, and it's also not executed all that well. Mm. Um, that's the Warcraft film, except they didn't put out Lord of the Rings first. They just made The Hobbit. Yeah, they went right to Hobbit. You never yeah. go they straight They went right Hobbit. to the characters you don't care as much about and didn't do that great of a job telling the story. That's a pretty good explanation. Yeah. Um, I also, so I, I have heard that. from some creatives, I can't say names, who said, who told me, who worked part, worked on the Blizzard side of this thing, who told me that this was, and I think even uh, director um, uh, uh, David Bowie's kid, what's his name? Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones had even alluded to the the fact that the studio just got too nervous. Just got too nervous. So they're like, pull really? back. That's okay. too nuts. Don't do this. I don't know how much of that. I mean, obviously, it's a combination of things. None of these things are simple answers, but. I would, I would really like them to take some additional cracks at it. I think it's a safer time to do it with smaller projects on streaming services. There's money there. There's all sorts of reasons why this is a, a better place to do it and not count, you know, count on a, a single weekend of a, of a new film to, to save you. 
Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for that. So we'll see what they do. Witcher, Witcher, Witcher. Yeah, will, Witcher, Witcher, Witcher. Will be a, a first. Uh, yeah, exactly. Maybe it will be the Netflix series will be a, a way to venture back into that territory and will lead to greater things. I would love that. Yep. All right. Here's one that Garrett's going to love. This is from Keaton. He says, hey, Instance Crew, listening to the show over the, over the past uh, I, a little while, I've noticed something. I think I may be the opposite of Garrett. Here's some examples. In WoW, well, most fantasy games, I'm exclusively playing gnomes and dwarves. Uh, my favorite role in WoW and most games is playing a healer. I've never played an elf character. They're boring. I'm very into Overwatch, specifically competitive Overwatch. I love it. I've never played Hearthstone. In fact, I don't even think I've ever clicked on the Hearthstone tab in the launcher. I've never dyed my hair. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you ask me to name a Blink-182 song, I might ask, is American Idiot a Blink-182 song? <laughs> Despite our differences, Garrett and I are likely to agree, agree on one thing. We both enjoy him as a host on The Instance. Keep up the great work, Keaton. I, I, love, I love this Aww. email. It's amazing. Aww, th- this warms my heart and legitimately is hilarious. Yeah, it's um, very good. Thank you, Keaton. Yeah. I, I love this so much because uh, this this kind of speaks to uh, something I wish I saw more of on the internet, which is uh, enjoying people and, and and personalities that have opinions that differ from your own. Yeah. Um, I don't get. I don't think I've mentioned this on a podcast before, but I know I've mentioned it. I think to you, Scott, in person before. Um, my example of this is uh, Justin Robert Young, uh, yeah. and to an extension, Brian Brushwood. Yeah. Um, I tend to disagree with about every opinion those two have. Yeah, I do a lot too. And I love them. Yeah, I, know. I love the shows that they make, uh, and I'm highly entertained by it. Um, but uh, anytime I listen to them talk about things like Pacific Rim or Star Wars, uh, I start yelling at my speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I disagree with Jerry constantly, but he's one of my favorite human beings. So it's a it's a it's a weird thing, and it's a rarity on the internet. So keep it up, Keaton. Be more like Keaton, everybody. Uh, here's one. Hey guys, from Lewis. Uh, this is from Lewis in London, UK. I hope you're all doing well. I was listening to episode 590 where you mentioned developments across Blizzard games, and a question struck me about content creation. How do you find dealing with pressure to create content slash reviews of games that you play in peaks and 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 troughs? Meaning, you know, we play a bunch and then we don't. Like right now, Patrick and I are kind of out. Garrett's got a foot in. Um, I know you're all on and off with WoW at times, uh, but for example, with Garrett. Are there times where you aren't enjoying Hearthstone but feel the need to continue creating the Angry Chicken? How do you each do, or uh, sorry, how do you each deal with preparation for podcasts in weeks where you don't necessarily feel feel you have a great deal to add? Fond listener, variety of you guys' content, and it always impresses me how much you keep uh, the content flowing, even at quiet times. Best wishes for your podcast in the future. Keep on smashing it. Best wishes, Lewis. Uh, well, thank you, Lewis, for the compliment, and uh, I would say. I mean, there are, def- there are definitely weeks where you're like, man, like this is a great week for this. Uh, plus, there's a lot of other stuff going on. But Blizzard doesn't have anything to say on the WoW front right now. It's just nothing. There was a review with Windows Magazine or Windows Online or some source like that. And everything they sat down in that interview and talked about, we've already heard a hundred times about Shadowlands, about uh, lands, about the future of the game, about the current state of the game. Nothing new. And my stance for the last 15 years for this show has always been, when things are hot, they're hot. And when they're not, it's okay. It's still all right to just get in here and talk about it and talk about the things in the periphery, some of the deeper issues and questions, which is why I like doing these emails sometimes because we could talk about the philosophical, not always just what the news is and how do we break it down. Um, 
So I don't find it that hard as long as we continue to have passion for what we're doing. It's it's not been a big deal. But like Garrett, in your case, have you ever even had a time where you're like, I don't want to play Hearthstone. I'm sick of this. 100%. Yeah. 100%. There have been multiple metas, especially like, hmm. Okay. Right now, uh, it feel it seems weird. Um, 2019 was amazing. It was insane for Hearthstone. I, I've said it multiple times, and I'll say it again. 2019 was the best year Hearthstone ever had from a content perspective. Mm. Obviously, uh, they made some huge missteps, especially with Blitz Chung. Right. Um, and that is still overshadowing uh, a lot of what's going on over there. Yeah. But as someone who the number one thing I care about with that is playing the game, I like I watch Hearthstone esports. It's not my favorite esport, not even close. Um, like that kind of stuff was like, yeah, I definitely have an opinion. They messed up and I'm happy to talk about that. But still, at the end of the day, I just want to play Hearthstone. Um, and so in that regards, I thought 2019 was incredible. Um, and they are definitely keeping up, if not exceeding that pace with what was just announced today. Um, but before that, they were slower than dirt to do anything, yeah. to make any kind of change. We got three major updates a year, and that was pretty much it. We were lucky if we got three balance patches in between those three major updates a year. And if you weren't into arena, which I'm not, uh, it was standard ladder or bust um, for a really long time. And there have been a lot of points during the majority of Hearthstone's history, which that is exactly what it was, where I was just super burnt out. Uh, either just I had played too much and I was kind of done, or I couldn't stand the meta and they would showed no signs of changing anytime soon. Um, but that is, you know, it would be, I think it would probably be difficult for me if I did content solo, but because I have other hosts that I do content with, and because we have such an awesome community that is a constant source of inspiration of new directions to take the conversation when I myself might feel kind of bogged down in negativity or boredom, um, it, it kind of is a, it, it, like, Kyle hates the term living, breathing thing, yeah. but it's kind of a living and breathing yeah, thing. It kind of is. <laughs> Take that, Kyle. It takes on a life of its own for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, or uh, you, you just do what we're doing today. You have your uh, community write the show for you and just take questions. Yeah, that you guys do all our notes, do all our hard work, heavy lifting, <laughs> and then we just read it. Uh, Patrick? Yeah. Uh, but I'm really thankful for people like you and Patrick and, and, you know, and Jocelyn and Kyle because when I'm having those moments, they're also there and it's very rare that our instances of burnout land at the same time. And if it does, we, we honestly, we're usually just honest with each other. Hey, are mm. you burnout? Yeah. So am I. Okay. And we, we have a conversation and we try to objectively look at what's happening mm -hmm. and see what, well, where the hell, what is the conversation this week? Yeah. Because if we got on right now unprepared, we're just going to bitch and moan. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. And I don't think it's any, I mean, honestly, it's not that different than any other kind of regular content. If you, if you're a giant talk show host on a major network, there are going to be days you don't feel like doing that. Like you're going to feel like I've done all this before. These jokes have all been made, but you still just go do it because you just do it. And you usually get over those humps. And like you say, when you got other people around you, it's a collaborative effort. Somebody yeah, says something I, dumb um, or funny and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm sure glad I recorded it. Hey, we wouldn't have that piece of audio. Like there's lots of reasons to, to, you a, know. a few years ago, I read the, uh, the daily show book. I think mm -hmm. it's just like the daily show in oral history. This came out shortly after John Stewart left the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just fascinated by their process like, mm -hmm. every, because they had to put a show out every day. Like mm -hmm. their whole day was like get into the room, digest the news and find out what the story, what the angle, what the jokes are. Mm -hmm. um, and it, they detail it 
like they get to a microscopic level kind of to their process in that book. And uh, I just found it fascinating. Um, and so that helps me a lot when I'm personally a little, a little checked out. I have that book. I need to story. read it. It's on a shelf right over there and I've never read it. I just, uh, I knew I was going to, I knew incredible. I'd like it. Yeah. I need, just need to crack it and look at it. Yeah. Cause that is a fascinating, as someone who does a daily morning show, you'd think I would benefit from the inspiration of how people do uh, stuff. I would argue you're probably, you're, you're a bit of a, 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 a an expert in your own way. Uh, but it, I think it would still be an interesting read for you. Yeah. I have to check it out. Uh, Patrick thoughts, feelings, con you're a content guy, man. Look at you over there making all this French shit. Like everyone thinks it's just Patrick. <laughs> Everyone thinks Patrick is just here with us or, or or must be simple. Whatever. He puts podcasts out in like multiple languages and has well, one that's... Fair, I am also a little bit simple. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a joke about how you phrased that. And I'm, I'm like, he's going. I'm not going to stop. I'm so glad you I mean, right now that. you're just doing English and French language. But if you wanted to, he could do a Japanese show. He could do, uh, what, what do you know, a little Lebanese or whatever they speak over oh, there. I mean... Yeah, it, they would be fairly uh, limited in the scope they could cover. But yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, I could. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't do shows on one specific game anymore. So I have a breadth of stuff to um, discuss. But it's sometimes it is maybe a little bit forced when you're when you don't feel like playing that game. But it's also uh, part of your job. You know, it's it's still incredible that we can do uh, that for a living and it's kind of an in, you know amazing uh, uh, it's incredibly lucky for us that we can do that for for our job mm -hmm. but it's still a job and yeah. if you don't do a show um, usually you're not paid so you need to do one even if you're not really into the game at that very moment mm -hmm. um, so that's also a factor but Beyond that, yeah, you just do what we do. You, you talk about it, and hopefully it will be interesting to the people who um, listen to you because they also go through things like that, right? Everyone oh, absolutely. has yeah. times when they're like, oh, I don't really feel like playing WoW for a game that's been out for 15 years. You know, yeah, people stuff. will still, I you know. that's why it works. Everyone I, uh, has them. We get emails quite a, often where someone will say, yeah, I only, I only come back and listen to the show when, the, when there's a new expansion. And I see that in the numbers, you know, as we get close to new expansion, numbers go up on this little slope. And then this, when it launches, it's like, boom, and it stays up there for a bunch of time. And then, you know, six months into an expansion, you start to see a little bit of dip. It's normal. Um, so we know you guys go through that. And some of you are crazy. You don't even play the game and you still listen to the show. I know there's a lot of you there. And <laughs> that's insane. And I, and I love you for it. That's never because leave. we have an excellent reaction man on the show. That's right. That's why. French that's reaction man. It. Exactly. Uh, all right. Find his reactions at Frenchshit.com. <laughs> Frenchshit.com. You should go do you should go register that and then forward it to Frenchspin.com. Do that. Frenchshit.com. Or yes, I, I should unless maybe I should. Maybe you shouldn't. All right. On hover.com right now. <laughs> go see if they got it. Frenchshit.com. I wonder if they do. That would be really funny. I guess French shit must be must already exist, right? Well, uh, you can get Fre French sh dot it for fourteen ninety nine. What? <laughs> that's not bad. That sounds like it would be an incredible deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about that's it. That's not French bad. French shit net fifteen forty nine. French shit dot org thirteen ninety nine. You could do. A, you could be a nonprofit organization. French shit dot org. Do it. Mm -hmm. Get it. Get it happening. 
Uh, well, to all those who sent us messages this week, we appreciate it. And to you, we say hello there. Or it should be goodbye because we're now saying goodbye to you. But we're not done. Oh, Blink Twenty Two reference, or if uh, <laughs> Keaton was up, had anything to say about it, it'd be a Green Day reference. <laughs> That's right. That was your Green Day reference there. Uh, <laughs> throwback to earlier in the show. Okay, now time for this. Time for us to look at what's happening around the rest of Blizzard. And it turns out a few things. Um, Patrick mentioned just in passing. There's a new character headed. To Overwatch, but before we get to that, there is a uh, a regular character we all know and love leaving Overwatch. Not a character, but Michael Chu, one of the leads on the game and has been for a very long time. After 20 years with Blizzard overall, um, he's leaving. He did a big blog post, explained his reasons, uh, was very gracious about all of it. Just seems like it's time for a change. 20 years is a long time to be anywhere. We've had him on the show, I want to say at least once, maybe twice, and he was one of the most easy to talk to, gracious people we ever had on uh so hats off to michael chu and i hope whatever he's headed to is uh as awesome as what he he's a, did here he's a story dude you didn't you didn't oh i should have mentioned that sorry big time story, story guy yeah so if you like those characters and you like where they went with lore and relationships and origins of those characters and all that kind of stuff you have michael chu to thank for most of that and uh i want to try and uh, bet where he's going uh bonfire is my guess Okay, that that's the one guess, and the other one, Garrett. Uh, I know you're gonna second dinner. Yeah, there you go. Oh, they have so much money; they they're not gonna be making just one game. Uh, I imagine maybe they have like one. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he'll go I, to I Riot. Guess. He's got the, Riot needs right. some story yeah, help. Honestly, it's it's. I would say it's a coin flip between second dinner and Riot. Second dinner seems to be gobbling up like specifically ex Hearthstone devs. Mm. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, like. <laughs> Um, I don't know who they've hired since, but like the original, original, oh, like yeah, the original, yeah, two sure. uh, big exoduses from the Hearthstone team were the founding members of, of Second Dinner. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, Michael Chu is literally uh, just categorized in my brain as that dude from Blizzard whose hair I am super jealous of. He has great hair. Uh, <laughs> he's a legend, and he's. Uh, I remember a BlizzCon, probably 2017's BlizzCon. I would have to guess. And we were out in the, uh, getting ready for day one. We were out in the, the Hilton bar, just kind of chilling, talking to somebody. And I see Michael Chu, Jeff Kaplan, and two other guys come down from the elevator, sit down out there. And I watched those guys inhale four hamburgers like I've never seen people eat burgers in my life. Just <laughs> sounds like this God. It was insane. And uh, then they left. We didn't bother them. We thought that we should. So was this last year because uh, recreational weed was legal and I was walking through <laughs> pot clouds everywhere I went. So I just had like yeah. contact munchies. It was bad in 2018 too. I think that was post that law. And they were, I remember walking to the, the House of Blues thing, just walking across the street. And I thought I just walked through a six inch solid wall of pot goo. It was so stinky out there. Well done, California. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever smoked pot, Scott? I've never smoked you know? pot in my life. Not once. Well, secondhand a couple times at a concert, but oh, okay. Never had a, uh-huh. never had, never had weed. I'm telling you right now, though, if they, the minute it's legal for like edibles in my state, because I'm just a legal. It's it? all about legality for me. Oh, absolutely, I'll try it. And why haven't you had alcohol? Well, that's more of a, that's more of a weird. Eh, you make a good point, but I've had this weird running record 
where I've never drank alcohol my entire life. Why would I stop that oh, record really? now? Oh, really? It's never? You've never even tried? Well, okay, so you don't know about the Mexico thing, do you? Let me tell you that story real fast. <laughs> the Mexico thing. So here in the States, I have never drank alcohol my entire life, except maybe I think I had okay. some peaches once that were a little off. They were a little fermented. I don't think that counts. <laughs> I go to Mexico in 2015, and the guy says... Would you like a pina colada? I said, yes, but virgin, please. He says, okay, no problem. He brings me a virgin one. I drink it. It's great. I'm like, well, they're just unlimited here at this resort, so I'm just going to have another one. So I say, sir, I'd like another one. <laughs> he brings me another one. And I'm like, this one tastes funny. This one's weird. Came like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And I just drank the whole thing down. Turns out it had alcohol in it. I didn't know. So on, on, on U.S. soil, I have never partaken. Outside yeah, of the I've country, never been inebriated on U.S. No, I've never done that, and I wasn't even inebriated That's... there. It was like a mostly sugary drink, and you know, didn't really do much for me. But uh, the point is, now it's this record. It's like hair. I've never paid for a haircut, not a single haircut in my entire life. My mom did it growing up. Girlfriends later, roommates, more girlfriends. My wife. Um, my daughter's done it twice. And then my mom again. Don't, don't say girlfriends after a wife. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody, no, I've never paid for a haircut. Why would I start now paying for haircuts? Like the, I, I have a weird like record for these two things going. In the pot oh. side of things, I don't want to smoke it. I have no desire to smoke it. But I want a gummy bear. But I don't want to be illegal about it. So I'll wait till it's legal. <laughs> when I get back to Vegas, one of these, whenever things clear up, I, I will eat the leg off a gummy bear and see what, what happens. See if that I think, be hitting I think Kim's been sneaking it in your brownies and just not telling you. That's why you're just such a relaxed and jovial man. That <laughs> uh, depends on what day you're asking. But anyway. <laughs> All right, Car- uh, Patrick, can you tell us about this new character in the game? Because I actually don't know a damn thing about it. What happened? Um, so very quickly, so we have time for Hearthstone and Garrett's uh, news fiesta. It, we don't know. Um, it's uh, probably going to be Echo, which is uh, very weird and very highly anticipated character which might be a omnic but not really it's it's strange um but at the same time i thought echo wasn't going to be a playable character but it seems they're pointing towards that mm-hmm. she's like in the um cinematics she's the one who can fly in in the uh, overwatch 2 cinematic she can fly and drops bombs on everyone so it feels weird for a playable character mm-hmm. obviously it can be romanticized in the um, cinematic but uh, yeah it might be her and uh, we're being teased right now so we will know more probably on Thursday because that's when those things usually happen. I had in my head that she would be a character but they were saving her for two like Overwatch 2 would be a yeah maybe it would be related to her it's uh, logs from the scientist who uh, allegedly created her that we're hearing now so that's why it's Gotcha. It might be someone else. Uh, Real quick, Activision Blizzard has a new CEO, or COO, rather. Uh, This is a veteran uh, Google executive, Daniel Allegre. He is now president and chief operating officer of Blizzard Entertainment and Activision, or Activision Blizzard, uh, which uh, answers to Kodak, and then people like J. Allen Brack answer to him. Anyway, effective April 7th, 2020, decades of global experience in entertainment and technology and consistent record of driving revenue growth at Google. In his new role, he will oversee the Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, and King Digital Entertainment businesses. He will report directly to Blizzard CEO, uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. So that's a little side note. I uh, don't know what that will mean for us. Probably nothing. Diablo 3 launched its season 20. So get in there if you want that. There are three new sets, so there's a reason to play. And... 
finally, the biggest news of the week, probably. Hearthstone dumped a whole bunch of shit, and they're still dumping more. Garrett, <laughs> do you want to you want to try to suss that out to us in a way that uh, makes sense? Because I know you're still sort of digging your way out of it. Uh, yeah, we're literally uh, going to be doing an Angry Chicken today, and I'm I'm struggling to figure out how to uh, do a show that isn't six hours um, later when I sit down to do that podcast. So uh, probably the simplest way to frame this is they just announced the new expansion which is the first expansion of 2020, which also means it's the new standard year, which means uh, we're losing Rasakon's Rumble, Witchwood, and Boomsday sets to Wild. They're leaving standard, going to Wild. This happens at the beginning of every year mm-hmm. is the big standard year switchover. It's now the year of the Phoenix. That's what the standard year for 2020 is going to be called. And we're kicking it off with the new expansion, Ashes of Outland. We are going to Outland in Hearthstone, and the Big, big news, because this is all standard so far. Everything I've rattled off has happened every year. New expansion, new standard year, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But (laughs) they are doing something they said that they were never going to do, which is add a new class. We are getting a new playable class in Hearthstone, and it's the Demon Hunter. Uh, The first hero, your portrait will be Illidan. They're getting a set of basic cards. Like, the class is going to be free. You unlock it. You get, I believe it's... 30 cards for free once you unlock the demon hunters you get 10 basic and 20 what they're calling just demon hunter set for now yeah um wow this is the first time also- this is it i mean you just said that but it's just hitting me they haven't done this since the launch of the game a new there's never been a class added to the game that wasn't there since beta yeah i mean they have skins and you know alternate versions of that class but not new straight up new class that's crazy that's awesome yep Yep, I'm so excited about that. Demon Hunters, it's happening. Wow, it's like Legion all over again. It, it is like bonkers. They're also completely revamping the ladder system. They're sending a bunch of cards to Hall of Fame. Priest is getting an overhaul so much they look almost like a new class. Wow. <sighs> when you say revamping, it's like you mean uh, changing the cards, or is there They're a different sending system on uh, the six of their cards that they've had since beta to wild? They're replacing it with six new cards that are going to replace it in the classic basic set, and they are drastically changing a bunch of other priest cards. Uh, to they, they've for years now they've been talking about class identity. Mm. They did a blog post uh, years ago. Um, Kind of, I think it was two years ago, might have been one year ago, whatever the case is, over a year ago now, uh, explaining where their head is at for each class and basically talking about what each class's strength and limitations and weaknesses are. And priests didn't really line up with their goals because um, one of the big things is they didn't want priests to just be doing like direct damage to the opposing player. Right. So like anything that could potentially go face can't anymore or is like going to wild. Mm. It's pretty crazy. They're changing a lot of cards. They're sending a lot of cards a while. They're adding a lot of new cards to Priest. It's a major overhaul of the class. Now, not that they need to do it because they just dumped a bunch of new stuff into the Battlegrounds mode, but did any of that get any love with all this stuff? A patch literally just went live. Oh, geez. Uh, Patch 16.6 is live in-game right now. If you log in, by the way, you're going to get a free free Kael'thas Sunstrider Legendary from the new expansion that's not even out yet. Nice. Just get it right now. Uh, it's a good card, by the way. Yeah. Um, and they're adding... Uh, I haven't even seen this yet. Um, this is news to me. They're introducing the Tavern Pass, which is a way to buy into Battlegrounds. Oh. Oh, so it's a, like battle, a battle Pass, pass for... yeah. 
Yeah, sort yeah. of. Let me read this verbatim because I literally don't know. I'm seeing this for the first time. It's available for $19.99 US or 2,500 gold. So it is purchasable with gold, which you can just earn for free over time if you just play Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. And it includes four arena tickets. Uh, I don't care. Uh, and the following Battlegrounds perks for the duration of Ashes of Outland expansion cycle. Advanced stats, visual emotes, a third and fourth hero to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we previously only had three maximum at the start of the game and early access to new battlegrounds heroes subject to the release and schedule of new heroes so uh previously it was you had to have 30 cards from the most recent expansion unlocked like all the battlegrounds perks so this now i guess is replacing that is my understanding so you can just unlock everything in battlegrounds for 20 bucks or 2500 gold and uh yeah we have one more hero option which is huge yeah that's big that's yeah, huge, that's right? actually, that's a big change. And they so added a bunch of new... Go ahead, Patrick. No, so I was just going to say, essentially, if you want to play uh, Battlegrounds seriously, you have to get the Battle Pass because two additional choices makes it impra- very impractical to play seriously if you don't have them, correct? So I have almost caught up to my personal, like my regular Hearthstone account in rating on my Europe account, which I haven't spent a dime on with only two hero options. So, oh, okay. You know, yes, it is definitely better to have more hero options, but you know, you know how to draft. Because you were, you were uh, telling us, I think when we first started talking about it, you were under, my impression was that you were saying it's super important. Hmm. Um, it is it, um, it is not. a leg up for sure. It is factually a leg up because there are heroes right. that are better than others. And the more options you get, the better chance you're going to have to get a hero that is stronger than others. Um, if that's what you care about. You also might just like playing certain heroes because you think they're fun. Um, you're going to get some... Uh, some on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get <laughs> some quippy business between um, Illidan and Malfurion all the time when you, when you uh, go ahead. I believe that was confirmed. Mm. I believe there are some some emotes there because they can't um, just get along, added, right? They gotta they gotta be kind of dicks to each other. That's the way that brotherhood works. Oh, they have to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like they added a new hero to battlegrounds, and they're balancing a ton of others. Deathwing got nerfed. This is on today's patch. It's live right now, and they're shifting around a bunch of minions. It looks like. And you're recording Angry Chicken tonight. Is that the correct? Do I have that right? We would like to do it in uh, 90 minutes. Oh, well, then we're about done. <laughs> awesome. Well, that you was have, our goal, because yeah. I'd like to eat dinner at some point. But, you have, uh, uh, you have we'll your work see. cut out for you. I think uh, I think I, uh, I need to maybe check that episode out and get all the deets. So uh, check that out. That's on the Angry Chicken a little bit later today. Uh, more on that in a minute. I want to give a bunch of people a uh, quick thanks for being a part of the Instance Plus subscription. It's a little homemade support, thi- uh, support thing that we made just for ourselves. If you go over to theinstance.net, you can find all the details about it. And I want to thank Joshua McCarter, Malcolm Berner, Joshua Triplett, Mackenzie Smith, Kaitel Eager, Leanne Cole, and Kurt Persall. Uh, those are just some of the people that support us at The Instance Plus. Support over at theinstance.net. Big thanks to them. And if you would like to be a part of that, you can. You get cool art in the mail. You get a bonus show every month. All kinds of content you don't get in any other way. So uh, big thanks for your support, especially during these trying times. Um, all right, let's get out of here so that uh, Garrett can <laughs> properly prepare for his big bomb today. 
And uh, uh, Patrick can go change a diaper or something like that. Right, Patrick? You got a diaper to change? Or a... Well, he's asleep now, thank God. No, I meant so. yours. I meant your diaper, yeah. but that's fine. Oh, right, right. Yes, yeah. that. Yeah. No, that I already changed. Oh, I, good. I didn't even change mine. I've literally been in front of my computer all day, and it's not, it's not going to end. No, it isn't so, going to uh... do itself. You have to have a, either yeah. someone help you, or you got to get up and go. So let me know <laughs> how that helps. Uh, anyway, Patrick, tell people where they can find more of, I know we talked about it before, but may as well remind them, where can we get more great Patrick content? Oh, uh, sure. You can uh, go to my to Frenchspin.com where you will find uh, pixels. There's a bunch of stuff happening in the gaming industry. We're getting news from the Xbox One X and the PlayStation 5 in, one, in like a day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through all of that. So go check out pixels or and you can do both the Phileas Club, which you will get at Frenchspin.com as well. The latest episode, we got people from uh, South Korea, Italy. Uh, France, myself, and Finland, and the U.S. to talk about how things are going or how things went and what populations went through psychologically almost um, with the virus. Mm. And that was a really interesting uh, conversation, getting some context for a lot of stuff. So that could be interesting. And the show before that, it's a little long, but uh, I have to talk about the show I did with your sister, Mm. Wendy, Mm. where we talked about uh, toxic relationships and what they are, what they how they manifest, what to do if you think someone is in a toxic relationship that you know, a bunch of stuff like that. So a lot of content. Go to Frenchspin.com for all of it. Check it out. Garrett, uh, tell people when they can catch the Angry Chicken. You'll be doing it live today, correct? Uh, yeah, over at twitch.tv slash TV. Like, seriously, just go subscribe. Um, if you're listening to this, you're podcast savvy. It's everywhere except Stitcher because Stitcher is the worst. Don't hurt podcasts. Don't use Stitcher. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to have so much to talk about. And in fact, uh, I'd also like to promote the fact that I, I got a chance to interview multiple devs. Uh, and one of the two interviews I conducted out at the summit is live right now. Whoa. So if you want to go over to youtube.com slash TV. You can see my interview with developers Valerie Chu and Liv Breeden, and we talked a lot about how they brought the Demon Hunter to Hearthstone uh, and kind of the, the the trials and tribulations and different things they tried, uh, you know, getting there. Mm. Um, it's it's really rad. Uh, so go go give it a listen. I'm also going to add it on to this week's episode of the podcast. But uh, I spent like a good three hours editing the video version, so I'd really appreciate it if someone actually looked at it. Looked at it and watched it, yeah. If you, yeah, if yeah. you see it then you you helped so go go see it uh all right well that's gonna do it for us uh all sorts of stuff happening in and around the network uh some of you folks this is people always tell me to remind people of this because i never do but whenever i say there's other great shows on uh frogpants.com i'm not kidding we have shows about movies and film sack we have a daily morning show called tms the morning stream you can catch every morning with myself and brian ibbett you can find all kinds of other kinds of content over there, video game dedicated shows, the Boof Show, the Core Show. All we do is talk about video games. And uh, some of you don't know that. And if you want more content, it's a great place to get it. Frogpants.com slash podcast or just frogpants.com will get you there. It's going to do it for us. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Hey, uh, don't forget our website, theinstance.net. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them there. And again, more shows like this at frogpants.com. That'll do it for us, for me, for Patrick, for Garrett, and for all of you. Stay safe. Be good. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.